Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. I'm so glad that you're here. This is Off the Bench, and today I am blessed and honored to have a dear friend of mine, Rachel Carmen, on the show, and we are going to encourage all the homeschool moms listening. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, you guys, so lots of things going on. You know that this is primary week for me, so we continue to just appreciate your prayers. And uh, and we're entering into three days, actually, of prayer and fasting starting on Friday of this week. So Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, if you want to just join with me and pray not only for the race here in Washington State, but for good people, for God's people who are running for office around the country, that they would be elected. We need godly leadership in this country uh, from our school boards to the White House. And so uh, we're going to be praying about that. In fact, I'm going to link back to how you can do that with me. And I might even see if I can finagle my friend Rachel to join me. We're going to be coming on there uh, every day and just encouraging you in a, you know, with the scripture from uh, from that day and a prayer point and just trying to really uh, come before the Lord in an attitude of prayer. So I hope you guys will join me for that. I am thrilled today because one of my favorite people in the world, uh, not just setting aside homeschooling, one of my favorite friends, Rachel Carmen is here. Rachel and her husband, Davis, uh, own the uh, Apologia. And you guys know, because we've talked about this many times on the show before, but beyond that, Rachel is a mother of seven and she just graduated her last from her homeschool. So we're going to talk a little bit of reflections on homeschooling and uh, try to encourage some people today. Rachel, welcome to the show. It's so good to see you. We've got to start meeting more often than this. I mean, you we live on opposite coasts. We don't spend nearly enough time with each other. When we see each other at conference, we dash in and dash out. We don't get to spend time together much. I know it's lame. You're kind of like two ships in the night, you know. It's, it's like true. a it's, it's like true. a yeah. a traveling carnival or something out there on the road. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am excited that you're here today. You have just graduated. You and I both have seven kids. Your kids are a little mm-hmm. bit a more condensed than mine, and you have yeah. reached the end of your homeschool journey. So congratulations, first and foremost. Yeah, I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. You know, when you start off like I did, not wanting to do this, which, you know, is a story for another day. I mean, I made fun of homeschoolers. I did not want to do this. Even the day that my husband brought my son home from the public system, I was like, no, 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 a thousand times no. <laughs> and um and it's just been, it's been a glorious ride. I, I had a plan yeah. for my life. I thought I wa- knew what I was going to do and where I was going to go and what success meant. And then God radically invaded my plan mm-hmm. and offered me an opportunity to be home with my kids. And it has been awesome. I'm so grateful. I got to know them, had more of them than I would have had, frankly, if I had done my plan, right? And I'm just they're great people. And I'm very grateful for the time that we spent together. Yeah. It really is amazing when your kids uh, launch into adulthood and you just really enjoy hanging out with them. I'm always telling moms, you know, you, you're going to get past this, you know, uh, discipline phase and the, did you do your prepositions and please do your math homework and please make (laughs) your bed and please, for the love would you unload the dishwasher, you're going to (laughs) get past it. And then you're going to have friends for life and it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And you know, when they were little, uh, they kind of scared me, right? Because um, I was so caught up in the cultural norm of sending them off with the experts that yeah. I had really not invested in them. I had lowered the standard of what motherhood was going to be for me to what mm-hmm. I would say is the general American standard. And that is, y'all feed and clothe you. You'll look really cool and cute 
and you'll have a really cool bedroom and we'll go on great vacations and I'll be at the mops group, whatever, right? But you'll go away and I'll have my life and you'll have your life and you'll have your pals. I really think that that's been the American standard for motherhood for generations now. And it's really tragic because when my son came home, I was almost confronted with a stranger. I mean, someone that I had decided I I didn't know him, right? I didn't know him. I mean, I knew what he wanted on his pizza. I knew what kind of ice cream he liked, but I didn't know his strengths and his weaknesses. I didn't know the issues that he was wrestling with with God. And I would not have known Mm. that if we hadn't spent these long periods of time together, you know, crying together, laughing together, exploring creation together, um, figuring out fractions together over an apple right. pie, um, yeah. you know, really wrestling yeah. through the hard things of like grocery shopping. If we hadn't done laundry together, I mean, it was really in the course of doing life together that I got to know my kids. Yeah. And that's what I, that's what I want for other people, right? That's why I get so excited about this journey is we get to know each other. Yeah, it is. And you're totally right. I mean, you just hit on something that I think needs more attention in the culture, especially as it relates to the church, talking about this with moms and dads, that the time that you have with your kids really does go by quickly. And we have bought into for generations, you know, hey, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get birth to him, but then you, you do the rest, you know, meaning the schools. Or even the youth pastor, you drop your kid off at youth group and the youth pastor does yeah. the, the, you know, the spiritual formation and we drop them off at school and they teach reading, writing and arithmetic. Yeah. And we've been robbed. I mean, that's what Sam Sorbo is always saying. Yeah. You know, she's like, it's she true. goes, I think about it. And she goes, I get angry. Like they almost robbed me yeah. of an opportunity to get to know my kids. Yeah. You know, I think we forget that it's not accidental. I don't think in any way that we have come to be a culture where dad goes to the office and mom goes to the office and the kids get on the bus and go to their classrooms and hang out with their peers and everybody's with their peers. And then we kind of come back for meals and bedtime, but we're really not living life together. I mean, it's almost a convenient living arrangement, but it's not living together, right? I mean, even there was a commercial several years ago uh, for a cruise um, and I just hated the commercial. And my kids were just like, mom, it's okay. It's okay. But there was this commercial and it about <laughs> going on this cruise. And it was talking about all these things that dad could go and do and all these things that mom could go and do and all these things that their kids could go and do. And I'm like, what in the world? But I mean, here right, they are right. on vacation and they're not even together. But in that same moment, I was like, of course. They don't know each other. They don't want to do anything together. They're not used to doing things together. They don't appreciate each other. They don't know each other. They're not used to dying to themselves to do something with somebody else because they don't Mm. value their relationship. I I just was like, that is the ultimate vacation for people who bought into this. And so it's true. It's, you know, I just love that I've had this opportunity to know these people. It's, you know, it's, (laughs) and you'll appreciate this. It's more heartrending now at this side of it, oh, right? Because yeah, it is. I love these people, right? And they're not here, yeah. right? And there's things yeah. I want to tell them, and we text, um, and yeah. we call. But it it's such a privilege to really know each other. It's a whole different yeah. perspective than I think the culture has in general. Yeah, I think you're right, and I, you know, I think you and I talked about this 
years ago because you know my kids, right? And when our when our last was born and I knew that it was our last, I sort of grieved, you know, you just realize, oh, yeah. okay, I've just I've just had my last baby. I'm never going to get to do that again. Yeah. And it's such a precious thing and I think sometimes, you know, looking back on it, I think if we're not grieving, we've done it wrong. Yeah. You know, I, I think yeah. if if you don't like if you can't sit and just take it in and grieve over uh, just knowing you're not going to have that time like you used to have before, then yeah. we didn't really understand what we had. And yeah. I think that's a lot of it. Well, and I think that that's what is really sad to me about our culture. You know, so many women go through a midlife crisis, I think, yeah. earlier than they did in past generations because we have elevated having fewer kids, right? And I know that there are yep. circumstances that prevent that in some instances, but I know that by and large, we don't see children as the blessing that they are from the hands of the Lord. We don't see right. it as an opportunity to build up the next generation, right? We decide, oh no, we can only do this. And I know so many friends that it's just, they're so sad because they they wish they'd had another one, right? Or yep. it went yep. too yep. fast. and. You know, now after seven, so we home educated for 26 years. And I and I know a lot of people count from birth, but look, really, I was not on this bus until my son was six. So it really was only 26 <laughs> years. So yes, he's 32, but and everybody else got it from birth, but he did not. Um, <laughs> I am so, so grateful. I mean, I feel like the ride was thorough, right? And it and God did such a work in our hearts and our minds. And I, I I want that for other families, right? I, I feel yeah. like, and I'm sure you would say that you and Jay, the thing about marriage that is so glorious, I mean, obviously it's representative of our union, our oneness together, our oneness with Christ, this covenant relationship we enter into. Yeah. <clears throat> That's why a same-sex union is not a marriage because it's not a covenant before a holy, mighty God. And so that is mm -hmm. something that we need to guard. But also, the gift of children, both of those things in our lives are sanctifying things that God invites us into, because if we really want to be molded into the image of Christ, then we do things his way, right? Which is hmm. covenant into a marriage and then actually disciple our children. Because look, I'm discipling my children and my sin is showing up in them and I'm having to deal with that. So it's not... You know, I was all about uh, discipling my children when I thought it was all about them. But come to find out, it was all about me, too. So, you know, and that's glorious. That's that's good. Um, and I'm grateful. Oh, yeah. I always tell moms, you want to you know how really completely selfish you are? Homeschool your kids. Exactly. You find out how wicked you can be, yep. you know, homeschool your kids. You're going to find out. You're going to find out uh, really quick. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. If you guys are homeschooling in the fall and you are looking for a program for language arts, I want to recommend to you the Institute for Excellence in Writing. And recently I've been hearing from you asking, what do I buy? IEW has a lot of things that they're offering. So I want you guys to start with something I have loved and used with my kids. It's called Structure and Style for Students. Check it out and try three weeks for free at IEW.com forward slash ID. So Rachel, I want to I want to focus on something for the next uh, few minutes here. There are a lot of moms who are brand new to this right now. They're brand mm -hmm. new because of the Rona, 
They're brand new because they're finally realizing, oh my goodness, um, a comprehensive sex education is real. These people are teaching our children that there's 400 genders. In many cases, schools are grooming children. They're letting them identify now as animals. This is happening. Yeah. You know, I had a mom say to me the other day, that's not real. No, it is. It is real. You know, it is real. When we, yeah. it is real. And when we said years ago, you know, the schools are encouraging kids to uh, identify as members of the opposite sex, the Christian community by and large, you know, yell and scream, that's not happening. It is happening. It is and happening. there are a lot of parents now who are finally starting to realize this and they're just now beginning to homeschool their kids. They're just starting yeah. out on the journey. Yeah. What are some of the things that if you could go back yeah. And talk to your younger self. Uh, what would you have said? You know, think of these young moms that are just starting out on their journey. What would yeah, you have I, said? You know, I remember when we first started and I was scrambling. Davis showed up having pulled our son out of public education on a Friday. I knew three people who <laughs> homeschooled. I was panicked. So my first full disclosure, think of a strong-willed child. Think of a a strong-willed child that could be in the dictionary under strong-willed child. That was this child. (laughs) And so the thought, and I had bought the cultural lie. So what was the cultural lie? I'm sure you heard it too. The cultural lie was I needed my time, right? Right. And my time was like most of my time was what the culture was telling me. Because I'm all about taking a walk around the block and I'm all about, you know, breathing and all that. But this is not what the culture was saying. The culture was saying that I needed all the time to myself. Anyway, he shows up with him at home and I am panicked. I'm I'm not breathing. Right. I mean, because what is my question? (gasps) What are we going to (gasps) do? What are we going to (gasps) do? What are we going to do? So and it's real. Right. Because you've been sold. It is. That they are accomplishing something in that building magically with all of their expertise that you couldn't possibly do at your home. Yes. I mean, that's what we've all bought. That's exactly right. right. We have bought that that building is full of experts and we're not them. And these kids are going to be hopelessly behind. They are going to miss out. We are going to mess them up. They are going to bill us for their counseling as they get older, right? right? They are going to be social outcasts. They're going to be social, social misfits. Yeah, the whole thing. You know, we are, we are going to single-handedly mess them up and have no one to blame but ourselves, right? So I, I called one of the three people that I knew homeschooled because that's all I knew. And I said. (laughs) Three people. That's pretty good though. Yeah, that was, the, well, uh, two of them were not in the state that I was living in. So that puts it even further. Oh. In perspective. I know. <laughs> so they weren't and like down the street or anything. No, that would have been so nice. And and, and I'll just say, <laughs> I really believe part of my homeschool journey was God was inviting me to be dependent on him in a way that I had not ever yeah. known. And if so that's I, when you say it's sanctifying. Exactly. Exactly. I had not known that. I had been capable, right, of doing X, Y, and Z, but I could not do A, B, C. I didn't want to do A, B, C. So I called this one person and she kind of let me, you know, throw up over the phone. I don't know if you've ever done that. <laughs> and and yes. all, my, all my panic, you know, and all of my hyperventilation and everything. And finally, I, you know, I calmed down a little bit and she goes, honey, go to the library and get some book good books and snuggle up on the sofa and read to your son and get to know him. And I was just like, okay, who else can I call? Because that's not a plan. (laughs) I mean, I was just, (laughs) I was like, oh, you will absolutely no help, right? 
Because I'm thinking someone <laughs> needs to give me, you know, thousands of dollars worth of curriculum and I need to know which pages yeah. to do on Monday. And, but she was- I need a scope and sequence for kindergarten. I said, I need tests. I need a red pen. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I got to get on That's that. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I need a red pen. And it was the absolutely the best advice. And so to the moms yeah. out there, I, first of all, I want to say welcome. If you've mm-hmm. taken your kids out, if you've got the memo, and if you're here today and you want to be anonymous, because it's really safe, right, to watch a podcast or a webinar and nobody knows, right? So nobody right, has right, you go yeah. into a conference or into a resource center. Right, right. You're just on the web, right? You hope no one else sees you here. Um, I just want to say welcome. And I just want to say mm-hmm. you're doing the right thing. And I'm also going to say that the enemy wants you to think that you're royally messing up. But what you have the opportunity to give your kids is far and away far more valuable and important than anything, anything that they could give him or her inside that building. Yeah. Just your time with them, your investment in them, seeing them, loving them, snuggling with them, reading to them, doing life with them. That is the most powerful thing that you can do with your Mm -hmm. kids. There are thousands, millions of children in this country that nobody sees. Yeah. They're just part of a mass. They're just one more head to count, but nobody sees them. You have an opportunity to see your kids, to get your kids, to love your kids. I I really believe that the core of the human heart, I want to know if you agree with this, Heidi, this is kind of a new thing and it's probably the death factors over the moon. So don't over expect, but I really think (laughs) that the core of all of us is we desperately want to be known. Like I want someone to know my weaknesses and my warts and my failures and the things I'm really good at and the things I'm passionate about. And I want to be loved anyway. Mm -hmm. And so many people are never known. People don't dare to invest in them. Don't care to know about the things that they love. Well, this is the social media phenomenon, right? It is. We've decided also that we'll find our identity and we're going to find that meaning, that search for significance that you were just talking about in an online relationship. And it just doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that way. And so when I think about moms, you young moms that are doing this, the opportunity you have to love those kids, to really know those kids and to point them to the God of the universe who loves Mm -hmm. them a thousand million gazillion times more than you. And has a plan for them. There, I mean, there's there's nothing that that building can compete with when it comes to those two. No, and you know, moms will often they're they're afraid because they feel like they they're going to screw yeah. up their kids or there's going to be gaps in their kids' education. And I always say, "Yep, you right, you right. There are going to be things that you screw up. There's going to be gaps in your kids' education. And guess what? God will finish in your kids exactly what He right. began in them through you. Yeah, uh, God will do it. And I so love Rachel. Your emphasis on relationships. Cause I often uh, have said, even to my own kids, look, you get out of relationships, what you put into them. Yeah. And for yep. so many years, we've, we've decided that other people should raise our children yeah. or we've decided to invest in other things because we thought that they might yield what would make us uh, happy on the other end, whether it's more money, a bigger house, a little vacation house or whatever. But you and I both know now, because most, you know, most of my kids are grown mm-hmm. and all of yours are grown. It really does go by fast and you don't get another shot. You get one shot at it. Don't really don't. 
And I and I'm sure your kids do the same thing my kids do. I mean, the girls, the sisters have a text thing. Yeah, the boys yeah, have a yeah. Text thing. We all have a text thing, you know. And the, the yeah. phones are burning up, and very often I'll get off the phone, yeah. and somebody will say, "Who you're talking to?" I was talking to this or on Sunday afternoon is classic because now that they're all out, right? It is it is so characteristic of our Sunday afternoon that Davis is out walking, talking to one of them. I'm out in my garden talking to another, and as soon as that's over, somebody else calls <laughs> me, right? And then we're deprogrammed, <laughs> we're de or decompressing with each other. Oh, let me tell you, I just talked to so and so. Oh, well, I just talked to so. You know, and it's glorious because it, it's all of this, you know, and and we yeah, get to pray yeah, for yeah. each other and we get to encourage each other. And th- yeah, I'm and yeah. you don't get that if you if you don't invest no. in it now, if you don't say that those things are important now, it doesn't like magically yeah. happen. Yeah, it's true. And I think something else that I really love about you is your emphasis over the years that I have known you and in your speaking ministry two women, the emphasis on marriage, because, you know, when your kids leave the house, we, you and I both know homeschool moms who have lost their, their marriages in the midst of homeschooling because they decided, Hey, my husband can take care of himself for these years. And I'm going to focus solely on my children. And they did it to the detriment of their marriage. Um, Talk, talk to the moms. Well, and the dads too, because there are a lot of men that listen to this show, you know, just about yeah. the importance of keeping that relationship, the primary relationship, because you guys got time now. I mean, even, even I know, Dana, I have right? several nights a week now where there's nobody around and we're just like, well, look at us, you know, what should we do? Should we go out? What should we do? I know, right? Davis and I keep looking at each other going, the house is going to be, what will we do? <laughs> just like, oh, I know. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's going to be great, um, but it's such a weird feeling because right now it's just pockets it of time, but then it's going to be like this whole part of time, right? I just want to say, yeah, I think that when we come, when as moms or as dads, when we think, okay, right now we're just going to focus on the kids. I'm just going to say that's short-sighted. I mean, it, you yes, have it an is. opportunity to bless your children's marriages, to, bre- to bless your future in-laws that you've not even met. By living it out every day now, right? So husbands, as you, if you want your daughters to know how to be treated, then show them about the way you treat your wife. Do you send her flowers? Do you take her on dates? Do you write her notes, right? Do you honor her? If, if the, if the kids are disrespectful, do you call it out and say what it is? Because you're teaching them. This is how it looks, right? And, and, and wives to your, to your daughters, you haven't, an opportunity to show them what a husband's like, right? And what a and, a, right. and what yeah. a wife is like, you know, by honoring your husband. Um, I used to love it when um, the kids would ask what was for dinner. Anytime I had the chance to say daddy's favorite, I would say that. <laughs> or tonight we're going to make something for daddy or dad asked for this. Because I wanted them to see that um, Little Smokies and macaroni and cheese, not dad's favorite. And so tonight we're going <laughs> to something a little bit more Not elevated favorite. Exactly. Um, so, and, and going on dates is so key that your kids see you do that and they see you take the time. They see you make arrangements and, and I get it. It's expensive. I mean, I know you probably had the same thing we had. We had whole years and years and years where we didn't have two pennies to rub together and we would get a sitter and do dinner together, like upstairs or on the porch or something, right? We traded babysitting with friends for years because I couldn't afford a sitter. Um, 
But there are ways that you can still call out that time and prioritize it and show your kids what it looks like. Um, Yeah, it's so important, especially now. So here's the deal. I think most of us would sign a petition to protect marriage as God ordained and defined it biblically, one man, one woman for life. Anybody can put ink on a page. Are we living a definition of marriage? That's what it comes down to. Have your kids seen it? Not that you can sign it, but do they see it in how you live every single day? Because you're doing that. You're either living it or you're not. And and as you elevate it, it can be something that are like, I want that. I want that. Um, and, and, and that's really exciting. And, and don't think your kids are not watching because this is one of the things that they are all eyes. They are definitely watching this. Yeah, they are. And it's not going to be long and they're going to be taking the things that they saw and they're going to be putting them into practice in their own marriages. And it really does happen fast. Have, you have a, do you have a, your, some of your kids are getting married. Yeah. We have uh, three married, married kids. We have, um, yeah, three grandkids and we'll double that number by the end of the year. We have three more coming this year. And, you know, and Holy it's just moly. so, I know it's just so cool to see them live out what you've done, like go on dates, like in a, in a couple of weeks, one of our sons and his wife who are expecting number two have asked us to come and watch their, their oldest little boy so they can have a getaway before their next one arrives. You bet. I am there. Game on. I will come and watch a toddler (laughs) because I know what it's like. I mean, they're about to have number two and the world shifts and it changes. So I feel like, you know, with everybody launched, it's not like I'm over here twiddling my thumbs. Right. I am. I'm I'm making myself available to them and um, trying to encourage the next generation to go forward. Well, and that's that really is, I think, your signature. And encouraging uh, the next generation to go forward. You've done it in your in your family. You do it in your speaking and your writing. Uh, you're a treasure, Rachel Carmen, a treasure to the homeschool community for sure, and a treasure to me. Where can people find you online? Uh, RachelCarmen.com. That's where you can find everything that I've got going on. I've been on hiatus for the last month, but I'm coming back in mid August after everyone is launched. So yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, keep me posted. You know, I'll be talking to I you will. here really quickly about all the primary stuff that's going on in my life. Yeah. And really quickly, Heidi, I want to thank you for everything you're doing. You're inspiring so many of us to stand strong and indeed to get off the bench. And just thank you for all of that because we need women willing to stand up. And I know that this has been a tough fight for you, but you look great. And um, I know I speak for many, (laughs) many people. We're all praying for you. So thank you for what you've done. Thank you. Thank you. I feel it. You're awesome. Let's let's talk again because I'd love to actually have you come on and just talk about the importance of moms. Once we're empty nesters, we don't get off the battlefield. We don't get off mm-hmm. the battlefield until the Lord calls us home. So, yeah, uh, what true. does it look like in the next season? Uh, let's come back again real soon, and we'll we'll talk about That's that. Rachel, I love you, friend. Great. I love you. You guys want more information about my friend Rachel Carmen? You can go to rachelcarmen.com. I'm going to link back to her in the show notes today. Have a great day, everybody. I hope you've been as encouraged as I have been. Love your families well. It really does go by fast. I'll see you back here again at the intersection of faith and culture.